Hello lovely people, welcome to another episode of Wellness with Sobali. Today we'll be talking intimacy disorders. This is something that I recently learned uh, at the end of last week and beginning of this week through a couple of uh, sources and resources that I was able to find um, on this topic. I feel that it is very important that we discuss two aspects which usually go hand in hand and just to try and figure out where we lie and how we can get to become better people when it comes to romantic relationships as well as other relationships that we uh, engage in so um as it could be described um as having unhealthy patterns that we uh adopt in time that inhibit us from making healthy connections. I feel that is how I would describe intimacy disorders. And so in such situations, you either find out that there's no trust, or if you're trusting someone you trust too easily, um, you could either build walls that are too high and you know hard for people to break into and you could also be suffering from a fear of rejection or abandonment it could also look like you um, wanting to always be in control and also controlling other people or it could be that you're letting in people that control you and you know come and change your whole identity i believe that those are some of the key Um, signs that would let you know that you are not engaging in uh, healthy relationships and healthy connections and so this pattern that you have adopted is stopping you from making all the right connections and before we get deeper into this I would just like to point out that like any other trait that we learn as we grow up this is also something that we could also unlearn And so here at Wellness with Sabali, we are always about learning and unlearning. So um, in as much as it feels like we have changed our behaviors and characters to an extent where we feel there's no going back from this and, you know, we fear that we could not change, I believe that that is something that we could overcome, that we could get better at dealing with. And whatever circumstance that you're going through, if this affects it, then definitely changing to a different direction could help. So instead of thinking of it as a permanent sentence, we could think of it as just a temporary thing that we have used to cope in the past or something that we learned through those who are around us as we were growing up. And now figuring out that it doesn't work for us, we have to also take initiative to make sure that we change these uh, traits so that not only will we benefit, but also the people that we interact with, as well as the generations that come after us. So the two main um, categories that I researched on were uh, on love addicts and love avoidance. So what I read on majorly was to say that most love addicts fall for love avoidance so as the name suggests 
love addicts are people who have romanticized the idea of love and you know they base their worth on love they are all about you know finding this one person and for them the idea of love is you know it's it's a destination it's not something that you work through or you learn things from it's an achievement of some sort and so we find that they have a fantasy attached to love and relationships and more often than not we would find that they constantly use people to actualize that fantasy of a relationship. So they substitute that for um, love. Whereas love avoidance are the complete opposite, not entirely, but they either make it so hard for you to connect with them and this could be because of some of the things that they have gone through, which we will discuss later on in this episode. But it, it, it is really hard for us to connect with them, to even get to a place where they're communicating with us healthily. It's really hard to get to them. And so it makes sense that people who are love addicts would fall for love avoidance because maybe they grew up having one of their parents being on either side and the love avoidant would you know maybe take a step back or um, take a step away from the relationship and the love addict would always try to push them back in and you know pull them back in rather <clears throat> and have them back to a place where they could get uh, to an understanding but this would not be long lasting so it could be um, something that we have learned through observation so I will start off with some of the characteristics of love addicts versus um, love avoidance so that we could see how to um, categorize the two and figure out where we fall under. So first off, love addicts fall for the potential of people. So they see the best version of you even while you're operating on the worst version of yourself. And so they will try and really see the best that you can be. And they will work with that imagination, even if they will um, try as much as they could to change you and you won't, they'll still operate under that idea of the person they know you can become. And we had earlier mentioned that they substitute um, connecting with people and, you know, using people as... Uh, a substitute for them feeling a, a certain void inside of them so they'll use you to feel a void so if there's a place they're feeling lonely or a place inside of them that they feel rejected or not worthy enough they would use a person a human being to fill that void more often than not love addicts um, have a lot of unmet emotional needs it could come from a place of when they were young and maybe they didn't get enough attention and so maybe they had to draw um attention forcefully maybe by making up an accident or you know getting to an extreme point where people now figure out that you need attention and then they give it to you but then at also that same time you're also feeling resentful towards them that it had to take you all that energy and all that um, 
chaos for you to actually get hard and so most of them feel that they have so many emotional um, needs that are unmet so it could be also from emotional negligence maybe one of the parents wasn't there for them as they would have needed and so they always feel this gap that needs to be filled and they often go to the outside to find people to fill that void so love addicts are definitely people who over attach themselves to people so they may even overplay their role in someone else's life and they would you know build castle in, castles in the air and that would lead to a lot of confrontation because as we earlier discussed if they fall for people who are love avoidance then such a person will feel that they're being suffocated and they'll definitely take a step away from you another sign of love addicts they are always or should i say constantly in relationships like they're one relationship after another there's never a time where they're alone i feel that they feel that there's always something that needs to be filled by another individual so they'll get into a relationship even without really um figuring out if it's the right thing for themselves at that time so um, and even when they're in relationships, they're all, always thinking of, you know, maybe I have this backup plan in case this doesn't work. And so once you break up with them, they always have someone else that they can fall back on. That is a sign that you are a love addict. And so those are the signs of and characteristics of love addicts. So we'll go straight into the characteristics of love avoidance so as we had mentioned earlier they avoid connection and they see it as something that is so draining on them so the fact that they need to communicate the fact that they need to engage with you the fact that they need to be vulnerable with you that scares them and so most of the times they were also in uh, situations that where they felt they lost their identity so maybe they let someone in and they changed them a, a whole lot and so they felt that they lost themselves in the process and so now they've decided to build all these high walls so that people don't really get to them on that level another characteristic of a love avoidant is that they always want to have attachments at their terms and at their own convenience so they want to have things when they need them they want you to be at their disposal so that when you they need you then they can get to you but never that you're all they're always accessible to you i hope that makes sense so that they're, they're, they're going to be a bit distant and when they need you they're going to get to you you know get into contact with you but not the other way around so you shouldn't suffocate them they'll only reach out to you when they need you another very distinctive characteristic of love avoidance is that if you get too close to them then they will definitely move away so they'll distract from you and this is very common a lot of people feel that once they try and make that connection with love avoidance they really move away from them and then once they figure out that you have stopped making that um 
forced connection with them first this is in quotes <laughs> because you're trying to reach out to them to figure out what exactly is going on and so once you stop that and then you stop giving them attention you'll find in most cases then that's when they start hitting you up that's when they start texting you so i feel that's a very important and very distinctive characteristic from um a love uh, addict from an a love avoidant so that's a very huge characteristic of a love avoidant so how do we get to a point where we recognize what we're doing wrong and actually decide that we want to do better because as we had mentioned earlier this is something that is learned and we can always unlearn it so i feel that a lot of us are looking to the outside for feelers instead of looking in the inside and so the gap always remains there so once we feel that void or we look inside to figure out why we are feel we're feeling so hard um we're feeling that it is so hard for us to connect with people and letting them in or being vulnerable then we can figure out how we can change to become better people so the first thing that i feel that we need to clarify is that none of them is evil bad whatever word we usually use to you know categorize people in neither is uh, good or bad they're all learning um different things or they're all living through their truth or whatever they've gone through in the past and so i feel that's a very important thing to do just not to categorize maybe that love avoidance are bad people because they're not letting people in or love addicts are too are good you know <laughs> and so they're giving love openly but it's not being received um each has their own flaws and each has to work on themselves so the effect of being uh, both a love addict and a love avoidant is that there's going to be abandonment and it's going to be so hurtful for each and each of the parties um so maybe this love avoidant really likes the lo- the love addict but the love addict is coming on to strong for them and they haven't really dealt with their need to be closed off and so abandonment will definitely hurt on their end and love addicts definitely will get hurt by abandonment they thrive off being connected and so once that connection is lost for them they feel that a part of them is also lost and so i feel it's very important for us to see the effects on both sides so that we are able to figure out how important it is for us to get to a place where we heal ourselves internally so that we do not hurt each other so i'll go into some of the effects when it comes to love addicts because that's what we started with from the start and then I'll go into uh the love avoidance so some of the effects the first mentioned was abandonment the second is unhealthy intimacy so if you're going to overshare yourself or really spread yourself thin for someone who hasn't openly and uh calmly and you know communicated that to you then you're going to definitely suffer from unhealthy intimacy so you'll find yourself having several people that you just fall for immediately and it doesn't work out and you're given yourself 
to it either physically emotionally whatever the case may be and so you feel used and the the thing is that you haven't really looked into your role what role did you play in becoming that person who overly gives without having clear intentions about what they want from this relationship or situation so i feel that they suffer a lot of unhealthy intimacy issues uh, low self esteem is also a huge factor um that will be an effect because if you constantly and consistently uh give yourself off really easily and you suffer multiple rejection then that is definitely going to affect your self esteem you will find that most of them base the worth of the people that they are with and you know they always want distractions because if they look inside it's just so dark there's really not much they can actually look into they fear that void or that silence of being by yourself and i feel that that's very very unhealthy for your self esteem so love addicts also suffer from being over fixers i think that's a thing you know you're always constantly trying to build this person fix this person despite them showing you that they clearly do not want to be changed and we know for a fact that changing an adult is not the responsibility of another adult it's just the responsibility of that adult that needs to change and you can't get them to that point where they want to change so that overworking of self to try and fix people build people that really does uh, do a number on your self esteem because you're constantly focusing on what you can do to help this other person get on the same page as you are and when it's impossible you feel frustrated you rarely have time for yourself to actually just figure out what you want and what you would actually like for this other person to do because you're constantly fixing constantly trying to build and to grow this other person so another effect is that you will find that you are attracted to self-sufficient people so i feel that love avoidance mostly come off as you know financially stable strong uh physically capable stable so those are things that love addicts really go for when they're falling for people <laughs> and it's not a bad thing at all but i feel that they take that as security for themselves you know they feel more secured once they have that and they really don't look at other aspects of this other individual um another thing is that love addicts will often idolize their partners so they see them as doers of no wrong um if anything happens they will quickly turn to themselves to put the finger of blame on themselves because they've really put the their partners at this status where they can do no wrong another thing that i feel should also be a categorizer or a, ca- a category sorry or a characteristic of a love addict is that they will often look for um instant closeness i feel that that is closely linked to the fact that they are always constantly in relationships one after the other and that means that they always want to make this quick connections and just be with that title and just that security of them being with someone and them not 
being alone because that would mean that they lack something or whatever the thought process is with that. Another thing that I feel I should clarify, so um, or on love addicts, and I feel this is also very common with love avoidance, is that they always have something to fall back on. And Ali had mentioned maybe from one relationship to another, but they could also have something else that they're doing that they could actually shift their mind and focus on that. So it could be a job, it could be taking care of family, it could be you know, entrepreneurial work. So they'll put all their energy into that and really try and avoid the actual thing that they're trying to run away from. Another characteristic of a love addict is that they're constantly angry and rightfully so, like they feel really abandoned and rejected often. And so it does a number on your emotions and definitely you'll get angry because you're trying to figure out why people can't stay with you for so long or why people find that you have to be constantly fixing and building people. Why wouldn't they return the same favor to you? Why wouldn't it just be smooth sailing? You know, they always thought that, they always think that love is that destination. And so once they get there, they want to reap the fruits. But then they figure out it's a whole other journey (laughs) that you have to take on. And so it becomes really hard and complicated for them. And so they are constantly angry, trying to get you to give them the attention that they deserve, trying to get you to come back to them. And so it's very frustrating, very, very, very frustrating. And so love addicts, when they have this one thing that is going for them, they will not easily let it go. I feel it also shows on other aspects of their lives. Um, So they will not let go until they have that other prospect that is going to come, be that a job, a relationship, whatever that is. They're not really quick to let go if they don't have a plan. So they'll stick it out, try and fix you as much as they can. And it's just, it it comes from that place of, you know, you do not know when next you'll find something that will suit you, you know. And you also don't want to be alone. So there's also that dilemma. And so you'll find that this person just sticks it through thick and thin (laughs) and tries to figure it out. The last quality that I feel is very important is that they never accept that they fall for love-avoidant people. So they'll give them all the excuses in the world. They'll excuse them for most of the things that they shouldn't. And they won't call uh, call them out for some of the things because maybe they tried to do it in the past and it wasn't successful. And so they just sit in that denial and they decide to just push through. So those are generally the signs and some of the effects that you will find that um, are experienced by love addicts. And so we'll go straight into love avoidance. And these um, are very important things to note because I feel that most of the times when we're dealing with love avoidance, it's really hard for us to tell. It's easier when someone is a love addict because it's, very clear what their intentions are but most of the times we think people don't have good communication skills but when it comes to the right person they'll communicate as well as they could but now they're just being avoidant because they're really not feeling you probably that could be the reason or that's just how they cope because maybe something happened to them as we will see later on as we share this list with you
so contrary to popular belief <laughs> i don't know why but that that just takes me back to a different time but contrary to popular belief <laughs> um love avoidance want connection so they do not want to be solo or living in an island they want connections but they do not want to be suffocated you know they do not want to be taken over they don't want to be controlled they want freedom in some sense to do what they want at their own terms as we had mentioned earlier and that's just how they deal and it's not the ideal way to do things but that's just how they cope they could also find it very hard to say no so even when they're not feeling something as much as they don't want to do it they'll find themselves saying yes and this will build some level of resentment towards this, themselves for not really standing uh, on that truth with that um, this is especially towards addicts so the, they will say yes and then afterwards they'll do something totally different and so the love addicts is just left there like what you said you wanted to do this so why are you leaving me out in the cold you know so they will be reluctant to say no but then their actions will definitely tell you where they stand and so i feel that this usually brings a lot of miscommunication you know and it's just so hectic that's just what i'll say um love avoidance also have this need to be needed you know they they want to feel needed and it will show clearly, especially when the love addict withdraws after they have tried severally to get this person to come to common ground. And once they take a step back, then you'll see this love avoidant trying to text back, you know, trying to figure out where they are and, you know, trying to get them back together, whatever that the case may be. But you will find that they also do crave um, the feeling of being needed and wanted, you know. And another reason I feel that um, love addicts are greatly attracted to love avoidance is because now the love avoidant doesn't have to show so much emotion. They don't have to show enthusiasm. They don't have to show vulnerability because all these things are being done by the love addict. So it gives them a chance to just be safe with everything you know to have everything under lock and key and not really show off what they really feel and so you'll find that you are oversharing as the love addict you are being vulnerable you're doing all these things just to make this person feel comfortable but they're good that they'll listen yes but they'll never let you know what's going on with them on a deep level and so it really gets frustrating especially if you want to actually like make that meaningful connection with them it's very hard so on the same note with them not being able to say no, <laughs> they might actually be in relationships where they just did it out of guilt. You know, they felt that this person had already given them so much. And so, you know, maybe they want to try and get into a relationship now. And they also do suffer that need to be needed. So those two things will make them lead uh, someone else on or actually just accept and get into relationships that they really do not want to be a part of another characteristic is that they could get very closed off and 
this is because of the many worlds that they're building their lack of trust um past experiences probably scarred them for life and they probably think that they cannot let anyone else in and so they can get very defensive if you try and get you know to communicate with them and try to get them to communicate with you you'll find that they're very closed off and defensive and they'll tell you that they're doing their best they're doing everything that they can do but you clearly know that that's not the truth um another thing is that they could definitely get critical especially of love addicts so you're doing a lot you're always trying to text me to figure out what i'm doing you know it, it shouldn't be like that but then they get critical i feel this is a part of them just protecting themselves but it's not healthy at all avoidance are also very likely to get into numbing techniques very contrary to love addicts because those those ad- addicts will definitely show what they're feeling like it's all over their faces but for avoidance they'll get into numbing um activities so just to get their minds out of that they may may overindulge in work um in other people and you know just try to get rid of that feeling it could be alcohol that they could engage in or food whatever that may be they'll find it most soothing to do that just to avoid feeling their feelings so i feel that that sums up this episode we will definitely look into the effects more into it uh, more into the effects in the next episode so do stay tuned for that and until next time do take care bye